Let's talk about microdosing. You know that feeling when your body and mind are really at peace, like after a workout or a nice long shower, where you've relaxed, you're focused, and a little energized? It feels just right, like you're in the zone. Well, microdose can help you not only get into that zone easier, but stay there longer. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. I absolutely love how helpful these gummies are. For me, half a microdose gummy during the day helps me really stay centered and really fresh as I get everything done on my list. And they really help me relax in the evenings as well and just be present and in the moment instead of worrying about things from the day or what I have to do tomorrow. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com, promo code MinaAF. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com, promo code MinaAF for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com, promo code MinaAF. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Mina Starziak-Hawk, and this is Mina AF, where I answer all of your questions and you can ask me anything. Can we talk about money? Can you still breastfeed with implants? You're both boss moms, and I'd love to know the story of how you met. Literally anything any of you want to hear. Listen as we build a community and get to know each other better. You guys all asked for it, so we have the lovely MJ on today's episode of Mina AF. Um, And I'm going to start with a listener question from Lisa. And we're going to roll right into the conversation. Wow, okay, we're just, we're doing it live. All right, here we go. Hi, Mina. My name is Lisa. I am a indie Hoosier like yourself. However, I now live in Texas. Um, I've been here for five years. I have enjoyed your show from the beginning. And being a um, person in another state that is a indie Hoosier, I really look forward to the show because it takes me home every time. Um, I've also truly enjoyed your podcast, so um, just great to hear your voice and all of your things and sharing with us. I don't really have a question for you today. I just have a suggestion. I would love to have or hear you put MJ on the show with you. I just adore MJ. I love the relationship you guys have, and I guess I'm just curious um, how you two met, how you got into business together, how MJ got started. So, yeah. So, we are going to roll right in, you guys. I didn't let MJ know any of these questions ahead of time because it's more fun that way. We're going to start with you. You're going to answer them. You'll tell the stories better because my memory sucks, but how we met. Man, okay. Uh, so first of all, you love surprising, scaring, anything to make me as uncomfortable as possible is your vibe. <laughs> um, we met initially through your sister-in-law, Alexa. Okay. Was it while she was working for me or was it before? We met before she was working for you. Okay. My first memory of you is like um, a Halloween at oh. some point. Was I dressed up? This was like back yeah. in my young days then. I'm oh, not that yeah. funny anymore. Back in the day, and you had just met Steve. Okay. So, the, yeah, this was like 10 years ago. Yeah. 
I was still in my 20s. Uh, that was my first like introduction to you. And we were both very busy in our um, younger people lives. <laughs> but I met you through Alexa, your sister-in-law. And so one of the questions was what you did before you started at Two Chicks, with I, which I think leads into like how we kind of came back together in life. So jump to what you were doing when we whisked you away from your previous life. So when we really, really met and you, I quit my job and came and joined your team was when I worked at uh, the Salvage & Co. in Carmel. Uh-huh. So that was a, it was a couple who we used to buy giant truck trailers full of scratch and dent furniture, refurbish it, and then sell it every weekend. It was my heaven, you guys. They would have like a line out the door. Yeah. It was wild. Wild, wild, wild. And I don't even know how I got into that. My memory is pretty bad too. I was doing my little baby interior designer thing and that was supposed to be like a little side hustle and then I got kind of like addicted to it. It was so fun. It was. I was addicted and I didn't work there. So the reason I would go there a lot is because they would have like returned lighting. So a lot of like open box kind of sale stuff. So lighting, they would have vanities. I mean, all all the furniture and like build out things post drywall to make a house pretty. And then some is what was there. I mean, tile, sofas, faucets, everything. Everything. And when we started um, the show, the first, the pilot in the first season or two we did not have the design department in-house. They like brought in a designer that would, I would say, this is what I want. And because there wasn't enough time for one person to do all the things, that poor designer, there wasn't enough time for them either. Um, we would say, you know, this is the idea. This is what I want it to look like. And then theoretically they would do that. And that never happened. You know that in season two, Leslie Segretti called me and they tried to bring me on on the production. Level. Oh, as like as a design assist or something. Yeah, for the art department. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no. And Leslie Segretti, all the designers that tried, like bless their hearts, they were just, I think, a little more like, I don't know, Leslie's the closest to as abnormal as us. But the other ones were just like too, like they just Same. needed a normal, normal. job. <laughs> and what we were doing was anything but normal. So when it was just a lot of fails, like these designers dressing houses out like it was like a suburban dental office. I was like, I can't do this anymore. So we convinced the network to let us bring design like in-house. So Two Chicks owned it. We were able to like bring on who we wanted. And Alexa's probably the one that like broached the conversation with you, I would guess, to be like, hey, you're not loving your life at your other job, right? Do you want to come do crazy shit with us? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. She was like... This is incredible. This is the like opportunity of a lifetime. So uh, do you remember? Because I don't. This isn't a trick question. Do you remember like the first design build out we had to do together? Oh, absolutely. Which one was it? Um, The first one ever. Well, okay. Let's turn back time for just a second. Turn it back. So the first day that I walked into the office, I think the first person that I met was Molly. Oh, lovely. And Molly was like, good luck. I was like, what? <laughs> she didn't. And then the second person that I saw was Steph. Okay. Steph is Steve's sister, you guys, that passed. She worked for us. I used to drive Steph Hawk 
to school every day. Such a small world. Yeah. Just like a weird connection that we have. And she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy you're here. Like she was, she was thrilled because she was working for a family business, obviously. (laughs) And she was, I think at that point she was living in our office. Oh, and that's when we were at the, like the little mermaid house, the office that we did in the house season two. Yep. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm so happy you're here too. I have no idea what I'm getting into. None of and us did. On my first day, Alexa was like late. Okay. And I was like, what's happening? Where am I going? What are we doing? Um, and on that day, I was like, okay, obviously these are my people. Like this is complete chaos. This is <laughs> we all definitely thrive in a certain amount of chaos. My question is, was I there or was I like running around somewhere? In typical Mina fashion, on my first day, Karen was there. Karen got there first because Karen was still part of the company. Okay. So okay. I was getting a complete and total earful. And then you walked in with a paper towel in your hand full of hard boiled eggs. And I was like, this what? one is obviously unhinged. Who brings hard boiled eggs anywhere? <laughs> what is happening? And now she's going to peel and eat them right in front of me on my first day. Did uh, I? Just like, all right, well, I guess I've landed. Maybe I get on these kicks. Like, I, I, I'm sure I did that for like a hot minute and it lasted oh, like yeah. a month and then I never ate another hard boiled egg again. Yep. That's so freaking funny. That was my first day. So MJ started, was it mid season two or was it beginning of season three? Um, It was the end of season three, beginning of season four, I believe. Yeah. And well, so we were probably still doing season three because they all kind of like yeah. were overlapping. Um, so when MJ came on, it was like a first for definitely for everyone on my team, because while I've always done like the staging and the selections and stuff for all the houses previously, I had never had like an in-house like design team, design company. And we had for what we had to do a small budget, right? Then it was less. Do you remember what we started with? I think when we first started, they tried to keep it around like almost $3,000, $4,000 max for a house. I, I can't even, I'm, I've blacked that out because it's terrible. But we would, and this was just like the stuff after all the construction was done. So MJ would like beg, borrow, and steal, was like the most hated man at every home goods, at every Target, because we would we would buy stuff and stage the house with it for three days and then return it or try to yeah wasn't always successful still recovering from that um everyone's still recovering you guys i was at home goods uh i think it was like a week or two ago and i text mj a picture of the the gentleman checking me out who was the manager and i was like he still hates us we haven't bought and or returned anything there for over a year and this man still hates the sight of any of us and that's the one that's closest to my house. So it's actually, so if you want to get things for yourself, you have to go there. I have to like leave the state to go to Home Goods now. <laughs> but the thing is, guys, we would always abide by the policy. IKEA's got a crazy good policy. Like you can do it forever as long as you have the receipt. 365 days. But they would just get annoyed because we would do it like every two months. And I'm like, this is the policy, guys. We're not breaking any rules. But I mean, they sure tried to make it hard on us. That's for sure. I feel like it's a given, the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Was it stressful designing for Good Bones? <laughs> um, so, okay. You can say yes. 
Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, okay. Total hellscape. So I would be given a house. uh, The first season that I did, my first, like, big, big house. So when when reality really set in for me, uh, was Sanders. With Bob? One of our biggest houses ever. Yeah. Was Sanders. And uh, that's the, the first house where you, the network, and everyone was kind of like, we just want to see what you can do. Like, here you go. And back in the day, we had all these interns. Um, and we know how interns go. But that house was humongous. Yeah. Yeah. And initially, our the production company and the crew, they were like, hey, we're going to give you seven days to do this house. And I was like, that's incredible. Seven days is a, not a long time, but I can definitely do it in seven days. And after day one, uh, because we got we had that custom table made. Yeah. You probably don't remember any of this. I'm saying so, yeah, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah that custom table was great. Yeah. So we had this Was it the one that lived made. in our office forever? Yeah. And then we had this like Still custom there. bookshelf and you and Kelsey did some wallpaper. I remember the bookshelf bar. Yes. Yes. And probably one of our biggest fights ever was literally in my first week of employment. That's one of the questions somewhere later. So do tell that. Like, do we ever okay. fight? Do we disagree? So tell we'll the fight circle. story because I don't remember it. We'll circle back to that. Okay. So anyway, so I'm told by production that I have seven days to get all this furniture installed and design this house. And then after the first day, they were like, hey, any way we could reveal this on Friday? And this was like on Tuesday. And I was like, what? And they're like, we really, the network would really like it if we could just push this one out and get it done. And I was like, okay, so this is actually how this is going to go. If you had known that that was going to be the question for the next four seasons of your life for every reveal, would you have like turned and ran exactly at that moment? Honestly, it was when I was a little baby designer spring chicken, it was really, really fun to have that challenge. And mm-hmm. we, like, I, we busted that house out. And you guys, like, it was everyone. It was the interns. It was Kelsey. You know what? I remember, wait, I remember scrubbing the floors. We were scrubbing paint off the floors till, like, 2 a.m. before, like, one of the, the build-out days. That might have been oh. at the other Sanders. And your mom in Austin to like prove a point, they were filming something in the kitchen and they just busted out the cabinet front. <laughs> Do you remember that? And they were going to put in Gilpin glass. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I was like, oh yeah, it was, it was a thing, but we got it done in that house to this day is one of my favorite houses. It's so pretty. Because we were still so new. We had all the vendors. We had the rug had company, people furniture, yet. <laughs> custom tables, like it was, and then Andrew and I walked yeah. the house. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was like, oh yeah. my god, I go back, I gotta go back and watch that one. I bet we were babies, but we still had like volume in our cheeks and a pep in our step. I, yeah, I was like. I was like 10 years old. I just went to like a hair loss place. <laughs> I actually went to We Grow Hair Indy. <laughs> what? Because there's the mom wing. They see this mom wing thing that's happening and they like put my hair under a microscope and I was like, there's a gray, there's a gray, there's a gray, there's a gray. <laughs> so I'll let you know how it shakes out, MJ. But I want to circle back to the fight story. I want to know what our first fight was. So our first fight, um, which isn't like a fight fight, but we both like, put our feet down and we weren't 
moving at all, which is typically what yeah. happens with you and I. But we, I really, really wanted to save the fireplace. Do you remember this at all? No. I really wanted to save the fireplace in Sanders. And you were like, absolutely not. We're getting rid of it and we're driving. Oh, I do remember. Because I remember coming back. I like just had a baby and I'm there with tiny baby Jack. Yep. And everyone was angry. Yeah. It's coming back to me. Yes. Everyone was angry. And what in that moment I think you and I learned the most about each other is that we're both super stubborn and we're both right at all times. And that production, other people will definitely always be in our ears, either getting us to fight each other or getting us to come to agreement that they secretly want. They're over there like pulling the strings from their ivory tower. I'm just going to put all the metaphors in there. Trying to like get the reveal date the day they want, making the rooms the way they want. So you guys, we don't, we also, we don't reveal all the rooms. Usually it's like the main public spaces you would think of living room, dining room, kitchen, um, at least a bedroom or two, and then usually some kind of like third space that's like a flex space or something that has a storyline usually to it. Um, So not all of them are done. I know that gets asked a lot, and I don't think I put that in my question. And in the early days, I would stage, decorate, design every single room. I forgot we used to do that. We didn't get to the editing rooms out part till like season five. Yeah, because I think we would like see the cuts and we're like, they didn't even show this. They didn't show this. Do we have to do all this? Because there's only 42 minutes. They can't show everything. Yep. And usually the things that end up staying is if there's like a storyline attached. So, you know, the bedroom ends up being – the bedroom that gets shown is because we found a family midway through and they've got a cute baby and they want a nursery or they're about to have a baby or something like that. So a lot of it, while like MJ and I would try to plan really far ahead with furniture and rooms and things like that, if we got a family dropped in our lap that all of a sudden was under contract and was about to bust and have a baby, whether reveals tomorrow or in a week or in a month, we're now doing a nursery. Everything would change. Yeah. Everything would change. And I think you and I probably both thrive in a certain amount of chaos, possibly to an unhealthy level, but it is what it is. Totally. and this definitely was an unhealthy amount of chaos that I think it was a love-hate relationship with probably, depending on the day. Yeah. Depending if we were sick that week or how annoying production was or whatever it was. But what we did do really, really well, I feel like we learned a lot from those like first couple of houses that we like that I did or you and I did as a team in the beginning because we took everything and we were able to kind of turn that around to the best of our ability and make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no one could do the stuff that we were doing. In this no, we all adjusted thing. pretty quickly. And I think, again, I don't even think this is a question because I'm not sure if people would think to ask it, but doing design for TV is very different for doing design for people to live in, which is different from doing design for a home to stage to sell. All so different. and. I think like maybe, yeah, what do you see as the differences? Because I know what I do, but. Oh, 100%. I mean, you're thinking about camera angles. You're thinking about what is the best shot. You're thinking about Karen and Mina and clients walking into a space where those four people are going to stand. You're thinking about lighting. You're hiding 
chords, your um, chords, yeah, no, no glass in the artwork. It's just, there's so I mean I could literally write a book about staging for TV. Well, and let me know if you if this sounds like it tracks for you. Pretty much like a house that you were going to stage to sell. It's that plus like three more layers of littles. So it's like it is a little lived in and it feels like, oh, someone just did the dishes, but like in a really cleanly way and put their little towel right here and it's super cute. And, you know, you've got the pump of soap that's beautiful and you've got the towel hanging over the bath. Um, So it's just a more like layered version that you really have to do. Yeah. You're not just accentuating the, the space. You really want it to look like someone is currently very like a movie set. Tidy person yeah. is currently living here. Yeah. Which I think I was able to fill that role because that is how I live my life. That is. MJ's house MJ's house is the only house ever on 120 some houses that looks like it did probably in the reveal. Oh, it's better now. Mind you, yeah. he has cats and dogs. There are no like little humans running around yet. And once that happens, I'm I I feel like I want it to rock your world and your house not to look the same, but I think your house will still look the same. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But one of the things that I definitely give kudos to MJ for, like design period, but I could come in and do that staged house design. It's the big pieces. It's the side tables. It's the dining room. It's the chairs. It's the lights. The layers are like you are the king, queen, whatever you want to <laughs> be called. Of layering. Like you layer like no one's business. And that's really what like takes it to that like that level that we need for the show, which is awesome. Wow, thank you very much. You're welcome. Maybe the only compliment MJ probably remembers me ever giving him. There we go. Um and I think that is the I mean, everyone knows where a sofa goes. Everyone knows where a coffee table goes. They don't, MJ. If you float it in the middle of the room, they're confused AF. I know. If everyone, if anyone has learned anything from our show, hopefully MJ has taught everyone that a sofa does not need a wall behind it. Let it float. Let it <laughs> float. But layering is really like where I, that is like. I think that's your happy place. It's, yeah, it sounds so cheesy, but like that's like my favorite thing about yeah. design. Well, yeah. And you're not carrying all the heavy stuff around, which is not the fun part. Yeah. Also, oh my God, the things that I carry. I'm sure everyone thinks we have like minions doing it all. And while we had interns at the beginning, um, that it doesn't work very well. And so, like, when we are doing, like, move-ins and move-outs, it is, like, as much of the team as we can rally to help get all the furniture in. Then we kind of abandon MJ and whoever, you know, fill-in-the-blank helper ends up being at the time. And then, like, we'll check back in. And then it's the same thing on move-out. Like, they get as much of the little out as they can, return them, take them back to deco where we steal everything from. And then it's all of us or as many as we can get carrying the beds back out. And we learned our lessons pretty quickly about like mattresses and box springs and things like that because that stuff is a pain in the butt. I mean, but, we we did our best with our lessons. I was just watching Brit's episode the other day and I was so mad that they, they didn't show the bedroom. bedroom because I drove that giant mattress by myself in a Sprinter van. It was like a 24-inch deep mattress because it's the only one we had. It was the – yeah, the only, because we had another house that we were also staging at the same time, which is also a thing we need to circle back on. Yeah. And I dragged that mattress in a Sprinter van all the way to wherever she lives New in Castle. the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. Newcastle? Yeah. Wherever. 
and dragged it out of the sprinter van by myself through the dirt yard, then cleaned it in the house, put it on the bed, and they didn't even show that. Made the bed, and that bedroom never got shown. I totally forgot to talk about that. Also, you guys, we don't see the episodes before they air. So we will do like one of the Iowa houses, the new construction one we just did. It was like absolutely insisted that we stage the whole back deck and we like bought new furniture, like patio furniture, and we had plants and we had all this and they didn't show a dang lick of the back of the house. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> the frustration. And you can't know all of that up front. I mean, if if our show is that planned, I think it wouldn't be as good as it was, but it's still like the most frustrating thing in the world. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have different stressors, some big, some small that we carry around and that really weigh us down. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to have a negative effect on us. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever it is that's weighing you down. For me, therapy has been so helpful, really learning those positive coping skills and to be the best version of myself. I know myself better and how to set the right boundaries that really work for me. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, then give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, and it's entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash AF today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash AF. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is it truly like working with Mina and Karen? And you can, you can, you can separate us out if you want. Okay. We're obviously very different. So... Um, he didn't freeze you guys he just doesn't know what to say. both very very different um both totally different relationships i think um and i hope this comes off as a compliment but you are a little bit more predictable yeah on a day-to-day basis and i mean neither one are great no, I'm a control freak and I want like my need for immediacy is not shared by the general public and I change my mind every 12 seconds and it's a lot. Well, yeah. And everything that you just said, we are the exact same. So it's not one of us balancing the other one out. Exactly. So it was easier for me to understand your wants, your needs, your general um, immediacy and policy and how you like things done. Because I was like, she likes things done the same way I do. Mm -hmm. We're both very impatient people. And we need to know what's happening at all times. And we like to um, have our hands everywhere and nowhere. All at the same time. Like, now I'm going to let you manage this. And then I'm going to go in there. and Yeah. Yeah. It's 
we are so much like in that sense that it was easier for me to understand where you were coming from in a lot of a lot of the time. Gotcha. Okay. When it comes to your mom, it's like she really wants people to understand things that are completely ununderstandable and she as creative and incredible as she is it's like you it, getting on the same page as her can be very difficult yeah and if you get on the same page it can be kind of wackadale yeah and if you once you're on that page it the pages just start flipping and flying and you're just yeah like, what is that Corey got on that ride I don't think he ever got off with all yeah. their projects <laughs> okay question have you ever designed for someone and they disliked it I love what is happening right now on Instagram, at least with my stories. It's bringing back all these trading spaces, reveals where people just effing hated it, and I'm living for it. And so the question is, like, has that ever happened to you in real life and you've been that designer? Um, well, first of all, it's happened to both of us on multiple yeah. occasions, but our- See, I black this stuff out. Our reveals. PTSD blockers are so strong. <laughs> yes. Yes, um, I will remind you of a time far, far away, far away from where we do business, where we staged and did an entire house, <gasps> bedroom, kitchen, living room, like, and all of a sudden we were told to get rid of everything. Yeah. And then that is how, because I think you forget this part, that is how we had a storage unit on the far, far, far north side. I do remember now. Because we didn't have a U-Haul. We had the Sprinter van. The Sprinter van was full. So we're taking like 50 trips from this massive home. Yep. In a day. And it had to be out by like four o'clock. Yeah. And we had just had ourselves on the back for getting it done by noon. So. Yeah, no, I remember that. That was terrible. And that's, I think, like the the double-edged sword of homeowner renovations is that you just have so much less control. And like we said, we're both control freaks. Yep. Like if you guys could just do it the right way, like we'll do it that way for you. <laughs> It'll be great. Period. All day, every day. All day, every day. Um, If you couldn't do design, what would you be doing? And I think I know the answer to that because you're kind of doing both. So, uh, another passion of mine is art and painting. Man, if I couldn't do design at all, I don't really know. I, I'm just like a very like die. creative person. Wait, what? I said, people ask me that. I'm like, I don't know. I'd, I'd just die. I'd be dead. I would do nothing. I don't know what I would do. I, yeah, I really don't know. I'm really bad at managing people. So I couldn't like run something. Um, yeah, that's tough. <laughs> I I don't know. I it would have to be something creative. So MJ actually um you guys probably remember the name Justin Vining because he's done so much of the art for so many of our houses and hangs it and he's amazing and he's a lovely human and um MJ and him got to know each other very well. And so MJ actually has his design studio in Justin Vining's art gallery space now and MJ is also doing art in the space. And he has his first art show coming up. He would paint a lot of like the random stuff in our houses. So if we needed some like nondescript, non-trademarked art, we'd be like, MJ, squiggle something. And it was always cute. Um, and so I think being around Justin so much that you've really kind of like honed that craft. And I do believe 
whenever we can get you there, you're hanging your art and deco for like a month. Yeah. Right? Yes. So the interesting thing about being on TV and having a TV show is sometimes, I mean, I'm sure Steve understands it. He's, he knows how the sausage is made, but it can be like a very like trauma bonding experience. And <laughs> it really can. so Justin and I creating art and doing things for the show in 10 to 15 minutes really like created a lovely friendship. And he yeah. also is a lot like you and I. And when you meet those kind of people, you you got to keep them close because you're like, wow, I met I met this kind of crazy that you don't see normally. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of our kind of crazy that's functional, I guess. Yeah. So when he and I met, we just really hit it off, and he he understood, and we love making art and sharing a studio. And my art show is November third, and then Finley okay. and I are okay. still working out when. My art will be at Deco, but... I think you can come whenever. I don't think we have art up right now. (laughs) I think that's the answer. Before the new year. Yes, definitely. You guys, he's being cute because we close (laughs) on the new year. (laughs) Okay, would you do a new home show together with Nina? Oh, 100%. I I think once you've done this with someone for so long, it becomes like... I don't want to say old hat or like riding a bike, but yeah, kind of. It's like, yeah, we could do that. If we could like now, like now that we've had, this is how I see it in general. I don't know how you see it. The ball was rolling so fast. It seemed impossible to get it to stop and revisit and reconfigure some things. And through like a whole lot of emotional heartache, physical pain, mental anguish, I got the ball to stop for a minute and I think it's provided some clarity that we could move forward with in a, in a very successful way that had like, that really feel like it has longevity. Cause the fact that we went eight seasons for a show period is, is amazing. Um, but that everyone on the team that, I mean, it even came and went though, was able to sustain the speed at which we were going for so long is, is it was not a good balance, particularly as we're all getting into the prime years of our life and don't have that 20-year-old energy anymore. Yeah, we have like retinol and sleep mask energy. But <laughs> do you know that after – I almost said we broke up. After, after we after, broke up. After we broke up, I had been the longest employee. Yeah, you were five years, right? Yeah, and that yeah. is not a long time. But it's almost like dog years. It is. It does not feel like, like in the eight seasons, so the last like nine years, it feels like it's been 20, 100%. And we are like, I'm filming the lake house and MJ is in there, here and there. He comes and helps and does demo. Um, and I'm always, you know, throwing stuff against the wall to see what it'll stick. So if any new show ever did stick, MJ would definitely be one of the people that, I would be like, hey, you want to do this? And he'd probably be like, yeah, put art to the side or whatever, whatever thing it is at the time. Because I feel like we're kind of like figuring out what we want to do when we grow up right now. Exactly. Right? It's weird because I'm 39 this year. You're, how old are you? 24. 24. Well, you don't have any gray. No, so. 36. So we're not old, but it's a weird time in life to like not feel like you've ever had a real job. Like, 
Thank yeah, d- it doesn't feel like that. Like we, neither of us have ever like worked for the man. We've never had a nine to five, and we probably never will. But we don't fit in. Like it's just these weird little corners of the world that that fits in. So trying to yeah. figure that out has been interesting. You were literally a waitress, and I sold furniture out of the back of a truck. Like we don't know <laughs> yeah. how things work. Yes. So this is a direct question, and you can be honest because that's what we do on Mina AF. Were you mad at Mina for not continuing on with the show? Absolutely not. And there is no part of my being at all that didn't see, recognize, and meet you exactly at that decision. It was, it was because a stopping we point. Were, I mean, we were so, we got to a point where we weren't even like, enjoy. I mean, our small team at that point, we yeah. weren't even like enjoying each other's company. Like no one, yeah. was, it was just like, Everyone, we got through COVID. We got through all these things. We got through all these seasons and we were just, everyone was just very burnt out. Like yeah, everyone was sore. Everyone was miserable. Um, you we're really have, wearing wrist braces on like both wrists, exactly. everyone. You can have dogs and babies and all these great things around. But even when that stops, like putting a smile on your face, you're like, okay. Yeah, you know, you're screwed. That's tough. Do you still talk to any of the guys from the show? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. No. And it, it, it like makes me really, it like that is part of the like heartache. Of it's it like all. a breakup. It's like a divorce. Yeah, it really is. Like I, so I own my own des- design firm now and I do have contractor questions and I connect with you as if a project is a two chicks project, but I, it's just, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I haven't talked to Corey in a long time. I haven't talked to Tad. I've talked to your mom just like briefly when everything kind of ended, but no, I think everyone just is kind of like needs space and a little bit of time and healing and a lot of it. Yeah. A a lot of it. Yeah. So, but what's so weird is, like you and I have definitely have our moments and definitely had our disagreements and like you don't agree with the decisions I make or how I manage and like all these things. But it seems like there was certain people where like we took a break just I think from existing in life, but still text and shoot each other stuff. And like if I think of a funny meme on Instagram, I send it to you. Like that relationship has continued. Whereas it seems like the other ones, the only thing holding it together was that it had to be together, which yes. 
is kind of a bummer. Like when 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 all the chips fall, you're like, oh, okay, who's still around? And I think it's always disappointing for people to see like who actually is. And not that by no means you're not the disappointment. The other people are. Um, but <laughs> but um, but that's kind of what happened. So while MJ was not mad at me, he's probably the only one. We'll leave it at that. What was your favorite part? Favorite part about working for two chicks? Hmm. I always say crafty. Crafting? Crafty. Uh, like the snacks. Craft services. While we were filming, there was always snacks and drinks because they didn't want us to like wander off to the gas station and get snacks and drinks because then we might not come back. So like every that. film set has snacks and drinks on it. Um, I think my favorite part was and you might agree or disagree, but my role always had like a full stop ending. Like yeah, I always had an unrealistic, insane timeline and yep. I had to meet that deadline. I never experienced what would happen if I didn't meet that deadline. Because either you met it or it shifted or one a combination of the two happened. Yep. But it was never, it was never like calm. Yeah. And I really, really love that. And I think in my business now when I'm working with my clients and someone's like, we'd really like this done by like Thanksgiving or before the holidays. I'm like, hmm, what about <laughs> I can do this in two days. I yeah. got you. Like, yeah. I'm like, that's cute. Okay. So yeah. um, that taught me a lot. And I really think that level of, it's not really discipline or trust, really. It's just kind of like me versus me. Yeah. Like I am the only thing that can hold me back or stop me from doing this. And I know that I can do it. So yeah. here we go. That's one of the things about it's nice being like a smaller team. Cause like when we, when we did grow just to being, you know, a dozen employees, it's so easy to pass the buck and be like, oh, I thought so-and-so was going to do it or this happened or this happened. And when it's just you, it's, it's you against you. So it's, it's great, but also a lot of pressure. One of our like constant, like what we would butt heads on is me, you would be like, you need to delegate this to this person to get that done. And I'd be yeah. like, if I do that, then it might not get done the way that I want it to get done. Yeah. So I'm just going yeah. to do it myself. And you'd be like, well, you need this person. Like your highest and best use is not picking out spoons or whatever ridiculous thing it is. And then I would turn to you and I'd be like, okay, lady, you yeah. do the same. Like yes, you I tell do. your project manager to do this instead of you going to do it. So we're just yeah. that, we're both just that type of person, yeah. which has its ups and its downs, but yeah, we got it done. What is one thing you've learned from Mina's leadership style, good or bad? I know the one thing that I would want people to take away from it, but I don't know if it's what – it's probably not what other people would say. Okay, you go first then. I find a lot of value in – I can't remember like the psychological term, but there is no job that's not my job. Like, you know, being in the trenches. Like if I'm going to ask you to do this, it's because I did it forever or I'm going to be right next to you and do it. And it's not a I'm going to sit up here in my ivory tower and tell you guys to do the hard stuff that I've never done and that I don't understand, but because it's not my job. And while there's a lot of reasons to not like the way I do business or run business or manage people, I think at least I've always seen value in that. And I feel like it creates a sense of legitimacy because there's like that, I don't know, trust 
Like, yeah, this is going to suck, but we're all in it together. 100%. And I think that probably is my favorite thing of you owning Two Chicks and a Hammer was there was no job that you would not do. And more often than not, you would be doing the dirtiest jobs. Like you <laughs> led, you really led by example in that way. Like the thing that nobody wanted to do, you would do it. And I think, I think you and I, I've said this a million times, you and I are a lot alike in that way. And in the way that we want to do the ugliest, gnarliest thing first to get it out of the way and then move proud. on to the easier, prettier, more fun part of the job. Yeah, I definitely have a lot of like not good leadership qualities because y'all, I was never trained in people management. I never wanted to be in people management. Um, I don't enjoy, like I'm not good at teaching or any of those things. And I think you're probably similar with that, MJ. It's just, it's frustrating. So I'm like, let me just do it. I can do it right and I can do it faster. And why are you doing it so wrong? So it's um, definitely not ever been my skill set, but I can do the work. So that was like one thing I feel like I always tried to hang my hat on. Um, okay. How does it feel to not be in front of the camera anymore? Are you going to miss it? Oh, man. Uh, I don't. Such a complicated thing. I think yeah. that in hindsight, there's so many things that I would have done differently. It's going to be weird when the show is not on next summer, for sure. But I don't... But the specials will air next summer. Okay. I don't know if I... I don't know. I really yeah. don't know. I don't know yeah. if I miss it. I, I, There are parts of like the camaraderie with production and the just like... I think if we weren't being such our 100% selves all the time, that would be different. Like, it's not like... Yeah, I'm, like having to act would yeah, be really Yeah, it's not tiring. like I'm an actor who misses, like, acting. It's... Yeah. I'm still a designer. It's like, I'm still being myself every day. There's just not a camera. Exactly. I'm still designing. Like, you guys are missing great shit every day. Totally. Yeah. So, there... Okay. That is... <laughs> that's the truth. So sometimes yeah. I'm like, wow, that would have been really great. Yeah, that would have been a great moment for the show. That's hilarious. That was a commercial break or that was a, yeah. <laughs> Someone asked what's going on behind the scenes that we don't see on the show. And I don't feel like there's a simple answer for that. That's like super loaded. So many things. Depending on the day. MJ and mom are fighting and, or MJ and mom are getting along and Austin and mom are cool and me and mom aren't cool or MJ and I are annoyed at each other. And there's there's just, we all have very... Some of us very similar, like too similar, and some of us polar opposite personalities that there's just so much in the mix that there were very few days where there wasn't something going on that didn't get edited out. What they don't see are us getting completely like down to our underwear, changing outfits out behind a bush. Outside. Us uh, slamming a fistful of Bang. goldfish because we're goldfish. starving. Goldfish in a bang. Yeah, slamming a bang, jumping in I don't know how many basements I've pooped in. They never once put that in the show. Which one? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Having to use the restroom on a construction site in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I think what it boils down to is it takes us 12 months to film a season. And we film pretty much full time. There's maybe a total of 
four weeks off altogether. So let's say 11 months of filming, five days a week for 11 months. I can't do the hours, but what you end up seeing is 42 minutes times 13 episodes. So you end up seeing under a thousand minutes of 11 full-time months of filming. So a lot is the answer. And it's all happening at the same time. The houses are stacked. Everything is stacked. The filming, the houses, the projects, everything is stacked. Yeah. Okay, we're going to end with just uh, two cute ones. Okay. Uh, And I know you guys probably all feel me if you follow MJ. Um, What's your Instagram handle again? At MJ? MJ Coil Home. At MJ Coil Home because – it always is like a magazine, and they want to know if it is MJ or his man that is always cooking those delicious meals. So it, it, I am and fully take ownership of being a wine drinking sous chef. Like <laughs> I will chop the veggies, I will do all the things. He is the he's the chef extraordinaire. Yeah, he comes up with the menu. He comes up with all of it. Uh, I really want him to write a cookbook. Oh my gosh, you guys make amazing things. Like I would message MJ at night sometimes because I would see what they were making. And if they would like make a dessert, I'd be like, oh my God, if there's leftover pasta from tonight, please bring that for me. Or whatever you guys baked, like please bring me a piece of that pie. (laughs) Just from his Instagram account. Oh yeah. So we've really dialed back on that a little bit. I think I think I've just dialed back on Instagram in a lot of ways, but We'll, we'll, we'll get back to cook. Probably a good, it's a good refresh. Okay. Last question. Ever been to a nude beach, sir? I 100% have been to a nude beach. Were you and nude? What? Were you nude? No, I was just on edibles. But. You were just what? <laughs> it sounded like you said I was just on like L or something. I don't know what you said. Edibles. Oh, you're on edibles. I was going to say, is that some like drug I don't know about? Okay. So, yeah. So, we, at the nude beach, were you wearing like a banana hammock or was it just like you were fully dressed and it was awkward? I was fully dressed. <laughs> and, and I think we all were. And we just kind of stumbled upon it. I don't know if it was a meant to be a nude beach. I don't know if we. It was in Michigan. So, I can't imagine. I was about to say, was this in Europe somewhere? It's a nude beach in the middle of Michigan. Yeah, we were we were just out in Saga Talk, and maybe it wasn't a nude beach. Maybe they're just nude people. I mean, that's I mean, hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh. How long did you guys hang out? A long time. Long time. On edibles, it's probably far more entertaining. I feel like it's always the people that you maybe don't want to look at naked that are naked. That's You're never like that. Those are some nice boobies. But the amount of respect, I mean, wow. Imagine. (laughs) But I love it. I love the freedom. Someday, I feel like we'll get a story about MJ nude on a nude beach, and I'm sure it'll be entertaining. (laughs) Well, you guys, thank you so much for your questions. Hopefully, this answered all of them. Um, But definitely click the link um, in the show notes to drop in any more questions. We can do another episode with MJ, I'm sure, in the near future or anything you want to know literally about anything else, uh, put it in the show notes or send me a message on Instagram. And MJ, again, tell them your um, Instagram handle. So it's MJ Coil Home. And then my email address is MJ at MJ Coil Home for any of your design questions or needs. Um, I have an art show coming up November 3rd at my studio. 
in downtown. And he'll be in the store. He'll be in Deco with his art. Yeah. You can buy too. I'm excited. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, MJ. And I will see you all next Tuesday.